Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Film that Friday Eve. When you listen to this podcast, it will be Friday. And uh, let's get to our mailbag questions. Thanks for sending those. Uh, we got Scott Mylan. He says, not sure if you've already covered this, but is it just me or is there a different feeling about this offseason? Different feeling in that um, Burrow's not having something traumatic no. happen. Knock on wood. Knock, knock, knock. But, yeah, I, I mean, how different is this offseason from last season before the appendectomy, though? That is, I guess, my one thought. They didn't have Orlando Brown. There was certainly – well, actually, last year was probably more of an overhaul on the offensive line that we were talking about. You're right. New guard, You're right. new center, new tackle. So I, I think it's pretty similar to last year's offseason, except we haven't had anything crazy stupid happen yet. And I don't believe they're going to do the Rams, Rams Bengals joint practice. At least I hope not. That image of the helmet in the swinging in the air it just made me so nervous. I think of the two, Aaron Donald just holding two helmets. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just him holding two. I thought I saw a helmet in the air, and I was yeah. Like, there's oh. one of those too. I mean, they took a ton of images. What a terrible idea for those two teams. And I didn't really. I mean, besides the Super Bowl, of course, losing the Super Bowl to that team, I didn't know that was terrible blood between the two teams. But uh, yeah, that's never going to happen again. I feel like it's going to be pretty light um, when it comes to joint practices. Uh, but yeah, no, I would just. I kind of agree with you. Um, it's an exciting feel. I uh, mm-hmm. said it when we were talking about Brian Callahan, he, he his excitement level listening to him on locked on uh, Bengals. And he just sounded what, what this, what they're doing behind the scenes with this offense just sounds like they're, they're just getting started. And that's going to be exciting because there does feel like you could do more with this offense. It's exciting. You have all the playmakers in the world, uh, but it feels like they can go on an even higher level. So maybe that's what I'm feeling. And of course the excitement when a team um, has back-to-back years of going to the AFC championship game and one of the top teams in the AFC, you you, you feel that. Uh, Kyle says, think we know what the offense is going to bring to the field, but should we talk about this new look secondary on defense? I've, my take on the secondary is going to be that it's probably going to start a little rocky. I think you're just looking at Cheeto coming off the injury, two new safeties. Uh, the communication is important in the secondary, and they've got a lot of new pieces in there. 
what's important is that they get good throughout the season. And then by the playoffs, you're not worried about them, but I could see some busts and some issues early on. Uh, that is my first thought on the secondary. It's, it's not as talented, right? Well, I guess I'll say it. Yeah. I'll say talent. It's not as good this year. I think it's a secondary for the future, but you know, you don't have a Jesse Bates in the safety room as of now. Could Dax Hill play that good? Possibly. This is essentially his first year as a, as a safety. He didn't play any safety other than garbage time last year. So can he step in and be that good? That would be impressive. And even though I am a Nick Scott truther, Von Bell's probably a little bit better. <laughs> uh, they play different roles, but you know, it's just both safeties were probably better. And that's why they got all that money. That's now it's going to be Dax Hill, who you hope can develop into as good or better than the best of those two safeties. Um, and then Nick Scott was a value signing and you're, you're hoping Jordan battle develops into a guy that is going to start, but I think it's going to be Nick Scott early on, if not the entire year. And you just finding ways to get battle onto the field when it comes to the corner, I just think Cheeto, he's going to get better throughout the year. It's I watched a lot of um, what's it, Trey White for the Bills last year who had an ACL injury that he took a while to recover from. He got put on pub, and then he didn't come back until late in the year. But he got better as it went. You know, It's just getting into the flow of things, shaking off the rust. Like You're going to give up some plays, put those behind you. And, I mean, I feel like by the postseason, he wasn't back to fully normal, but he was a pretty good corner by then i think yeah no he was he was top notch um but uh i i like that the receivers were able to score touchdowns on him <laughs> <laughs> well i think they really picked on those bills linebackers i felt like in that game which everybody was trying to say uh wait was it joe mixon that said uh the ravens linebackers aren't as good as the bills and, and they got mad at him they got mad at him but then but the they- Bengals destroy the bills linebackers <laughs> in the division he said it going into the game. He's like, yeah, I think that the Ravens linebackers are better. And and I honestly wasn't against it because it's just more physical when you play them. And yeah. it probably was. He's going to know. He's the running back. So, yeah, and he got hammered for it. And then they do- dominated them in the snow. Uh, and Joe had, had himself a nice game. We'll go ahead and go to Darion. He says, do you think Pratt and Logan are the best linebacking duo in the league? What makes them great together and separate as players? I think they're up there. I don't think I can just say they're the best. You look at San Francisco, Fred Warner's better than either. Just he's a monster when it comes to coverage stuff. And then they've got Dre Greenlaw as well, who I believe was up for an all pro. I don't think he's, I don't think he's insanely good, but I do think he's good enough that he balances it out enough that Fred Warner and him might make up a more positive contribution than Pratt and Wilson together. I think that Pratt and Wilson work together really well though. Um, With Wilson, he is kind of, kind of the mouthpiece of the defense and the green dot. And he does all the adjustments and all the stuff you don't see calls the defense makes changes, etc. He also, is really good at reading quarterback intentions. And we know this from two years ago, getting turnovers, picking the ball off, has great hands, everything like that. Pratt, to me, is such a glue guy linebacker, and I love those types. So this is why I like Pratt more personally. He just wears so many hats for the Bengals defense. Like, yes, he plays traditional linebacker stuff, and he does that I think he does that really well now. I think it used to be an issue for him to spot drop, but now 
I think of that Panthers play where you got the interception that was off a spot drop, something he struggled with before, and now he's pretty good at it. Gets to his drops, and I think he showed all year he was able to get to his drops and take things away. I think he does a really good job of matching wide receivers. He had a play where he ran with Tim Patrick down the field and broke up the ball. Uh, he also ran with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney before. I also think that he is the blitzer of the two and the guy that maybe will take those run-through opportunities. But the part that makes me put him just a tiny bit over Wilson in my personal rankings is when they go to what's called a penny front, which is five guys up front and then one linebacker behind it. Wilson plays that linebacker spot. But they don't take Pratt off the field. The Rams, when they get to that front, they take the second linebacker off the field. The Bengals put Pratt on the edge as if he's a defensive end and just let him play the run and drop into coverage, rush the passer, everything. And he does a good job. I think that's really impressive to be able to be a good linebacker and then to also just be able to, oh, I'm going to go be a defensive end. <laughs> just, he's undersized, but I'll go take on that guard. I'll go take on that tackle. It's very cool to me. I, I think he does. I think he's just such a great glue guy linebacker. And I think they work really well together because Wilson can use those guys so that he can keep playing normal linebacker spot. And Pratt can use Wilson so that he can go do all this other crazy stuff because he has another linebacker there that can do the important linebacker things. It's crazy because we were waiting for so long for them to have good linebackers and the guys they do. It's like, man, I hope they can figure it out and get Logan Wilson an extension. And and it does feel like it's more next year, but – Hey, if they're able to get all three of them done this offseason, that would be a huge one for this team, especially when they were able to get Jermaine Pratt for the number they brought him back with. Mm-hmm. Eric Wolchelager, I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, but I'm going to go ahead and go to your question. He said, I never lived in Cincinnati. Season ticket holder that drives up from Florida with my son. Incredible. We're slowly learning the go-to food spots and around the city. Can you drop a list of must-visit places? You should start when you come to Cincinnati. Oh, wow. This is more of a question for you. My favorite spots? Yeah. I mean, obviously, every time I go, I get Skyline. And I also go to the, I also go to Jungle Gyms every time because. Nothing wrong with Jungle Gyms. What a cool grip. Look, we don't have that. That's such a cool place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't buy anything crazy. I usually buy Grippos and hot sauce. (laughs) Whoa. I have two things of hot sauce in my fridge right now that are Skyline. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, for real not skyline's not real food but if you want to like you do sit down at skyline (laughs) i think i think my two favorite actually one of these restaurants you don't sit down my two favorite restaurants in cincinnati that are not cincinnati chili related that i've been to are uh eli's that's over our near the river great barbecue spot Mm -hmm. and the other one i love is island fridays which is kind of near the university period yeah Yeah, uh, Jamaican been... food, so good. Yeah, for you me can personally, take over for, for yeah, I, I'm I'm out. I mean, Ryan Geist was a very cool brewery. Fifty West was very cool. Fifty West is an amazing spot, and the guy is a huge Bengals fan. Uh, his name is Optimistic Bobby over on Twitter, and he's oh, he's really okay. good. bump it up really a little fun. bit more. Fifty West, go there. Yeah, go there. Go to Fifty West. It's really good. The vibe is great. They mm-hmm. keep growing, um, but the the food and, and everything like that. I know it's not obviously close to the stadium, but it's still in the Cincinnati area. So I recommend that. Obviously, kind of more of the formal places. Everyone's going to say Ruby's or Soto if you like Italian. Oh, sure, I haven't been to Ruby's yet. It's just you have to next. I know I have next. to go. I tried to. Con- <laughs> I have to convince my fiance that <laughs> we should go because every time she's like. That's a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, but whatever. 
It sure is. It really is. But I will tell you this. You go once, you're going to be like, I've got to go back. And here's the thing. You come to, you don't come to Cincinnati every weekend. Exactly. You, I've, you, you make the you're same like, arguments I make. <laughs> you're like two times a year. So you're coming for the Bills game, maybe. The Bills game? The Bills game, I'm pretty sure I'm coming for. You need to talk her into it. Get here on a Friday. And here's my hot take. I know everybody likes Jeff Ruby's that's downtown. They just moved it over to Fountain Square. Free ad on the show, Jeff. Um, friend of the Cody, show. Friend of the show. Precinct is my favorite Jeff Ruby's. And it's off Columbia Parkway. So I highly recommend you guys come here on a Friday night. Go to Precinct. You'll love the vibe. The service is absolutely amazing. And the steaks are awesome. I will say this because I'm team cheap. I get the smallest filet you can possibly get. That's like $50. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jeff Ruby's $50 steak. Oh, there we go. I convinced my fiance. Like, you can get the $50 one if you want. Eight ounces. I'm going know? like steak borough, whatever. Like, I'm going there. I don't know if I'm, I'm making like it back. 200 and something. Whatever. Money. I'm throwing my money away. <laughs> you know what? You live once. You should have one. If you're listening to the show, make sure you tell Mike that he should at least have one Jeff Ruby steak in his lifetime. So this is what you guys are going to do. You are going to the precinct next time you're in town. You're coming that Friday and um, you're going to have the best time ever. But outside of all that stuff, nobody wants to go to, to Jeff Ruby's before a Bengals. Maybe you do. Maybe you roll on that side. I, I don't. Um, Sometimes you I can, just uh, hit the skyline at the stadium. The skyline at the what stadium used to be now. Star. Honestly, I'm a I'm an OTR girly now. I live over in OTR mm -hmm. in Pendleton. And um, I'm going there tomorrow. Sacred Beast is a really good vibe. They have different sandwiches and food. And, and it's just really cool. Kruger's, best burger in town. Maybe it's a hot take, but I recommend it. Service is great. You can get right in. Um, again, these are more OTR things. If you guys ever park in the OTR parking lots, take the streetcar down to uh, Pecor Stadium. It's free. Um, so I actually recommend going a little outside of the city, um, just a little towards the OTR area. If you OTR guys are really cool. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. There's the so much. I've only been to the Pittsburgh cool. one, but the Eagles great. The Eagle post game on a Sunday is just it hits the spot after a 1 p.m. game. So go there. You you'll love everything on the menu. But yeah, I, I actually kind of re recommend a little outside because I feel like it's easy to say go to the grill, go to the other restaurants, mm -hmm. logger house, all that that's there um, and nothing's wrong with it. I just I recommend kind of just staying a little outside on the OTR area because there's just restaurants are popping up every day. So awesome that you make the trip from Florida. That's really cool. Um, the way, the, the way this fan base is starting to grow, you hear people saying, I'm going to get the six pack or the eight pack of season tickets. I'm going to fly into these games and it's awesome. It's incredible. Um, love seeing it grow. And honestly, I appreciate your guys' questions. I know we didn't get to all of them because we extended the segment a little bit. I apologize, guys. We went on a little. we talked about restaurants and food too. <laughs> that, that question took up quite a bit of time. A little bit of airspace. We, sorry guys, we, we definitely, uh, but hey. If there's not a whole lot going on in the Cincinnati Bengals world, not a whole lot, except for Taylor Swift. I will say this, Hamilton County and the Cincinnati Bengals, the Inquirer had it today, that they are going to split some of the money from the concert this weekend. And there is supposed to be, I think they said $92 million can be made this weekend between Taylor Swift and the Cincinnati Reds games. It's going to be crazy downtown. So think of that money. When I buy my beer at the concert tomorrow night, this oh, is going to be going $20. to the T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Joe Burrow Fund. That's where that money's going. So That's that, coming out okay. that I'm kind of cheap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put on there, they're an NFL. I can't think of who said it, but it made me laugh. He goes, uh, so what if Joe Burrow goes to the concert and his money is funding his contract? He's like, There's yeah, no I, way he's paying to get in that That's exactly concert. what I said. said Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow's coming in and is... Um, and is Jim, Jim Burrow will have to pay <laughs> to get in. 
Jim Burrow doesn't, I mean, not, none of them. So he'll come in without, I mean, you don't even need a credential if you're Joe Burrow. Some of those guys, they do okay. have to, like, security. <laughs> Last one minute question. Yeah. <laughs> Which Bengal might have to pay to get in? <laughs> Ooh. Like, how far down do you have to go? Like, do all starters get in for free if they want? Or is uh, Alex Kappa having to pay to get in? Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. You know what? Zach Taylor is a man of the people. Only top 10 coaches for free, Nick, our producer said. I will say this about Zach Taylor. He was at the Reds game the other night. My friend was there. And she goes, he was sitting out in not the diamond seats or anything like that. He's just sitting out in the regular old Great American ballpark. He looks like a normal person. I I, I don't know how to describe that. But, like, he looks like an everyday person. I think that's one thing that he can get away with is that he can kind of go to the grocery store or do whatever. Uh, But yeah, I was thinking like, which players have to pay to get in? I think any backup probably has to pay to get in, but maybe they just know the codes. You have to say a player and I will too. And we'll close this out. Okay. Wow. Why is the first one to come to my mind? Drew Chrisman. It was. (laughs) No, for you too. (laughs) Sorry, Drew. Maybe the rookies. The, the rookies got to pay to get in. They don't have the Charlie Jones. Charlie, Charlie Jones. Jones. Charlie yeah. Jones is definitely going with his girlfriend, probably, and she's a, probably a Swifty, and he's probably <laughs> like, "I got it. How am I getting these tickets, team?" I really don't know how that impacts, or if they tell the players, "Like, look, we have this number of tickets. Here, here you go." Because Brian Callahan is going. Oh, he's, okay. he's taking his daughter and his wife to to Taylor Swift uh, this weekend. So, um, you know, the coach they're probably getting some. Could time. Frank Pollock get in for free? Frank Pollock is a Swifty. He's going to be handing out friendship bracelets. <laughs> friendship bracelets. <laughs> what would Frank Pollock's? Oh, I already know. What would Frank Pollock's friendship bracelet say? Just say it. I don't know. Glass eater. Glass eater. Okay. Yeah. Of course. That's all I got. <laughs> you guys can tell we're at the end of our podcast now. Look, none of that may happen, and that was no offense to Drew Christman. Look, they might know him. He's everywhere now. He does have the codes for sure. I see those videos. Do you see how he makes it really fast with his edit? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he presses two buttons because I think yeah. he cuts out some of them. No, and and I will say this really quickly. You mentioned Drew Chrisman. We're going to really wrap this podcast up. Amazing stuff that he's doing right now mm-hmm. uh, with DoorDash. And, you know, it was all he was working out his legs um, as a punter right now. I know everything's kind of happening behind the scenes. Who's going to be the punter? What's going to happen with Drew Chrisman? And just incredible work. Really love it on social media. Sometimes you see a lot of negative out there. And Drew is doing incredible things uh, with DoorDash and, and helping people in need. And I think it's awesome. And I love seeing it every day. I hope he continues his videos uh, so we can see the great work he's doing so hopefully he's going to taylor for free that's all that's how doordash is getting them in you better uh all right well fun stuff and and next week we're only going to be next week we're three weeks away from training camp which is uh really fun to talk about we'll get there next week and everything and all your twitter questions mike's taking a break but i'm going to mention it every podcast you should still go to all Bengals, look at all of his rookie recaps and uh Bengals work and then over on twitter Bengals underscore stands you can follow me at alan ds patterson thank you for listening to it's always game day in cincinnati